Welcome to the Cosmic Goodie Bag. My name is Carla Cherry. I am your host. We are talking with spiritual seekers about cosmic theories, their personal path and expertise. Our mission is to help people expand their consciousness and their awareness and provide tools to help them find their personal power. Do you want some personal power? I'm tired of watching superhero movies. Don't you want to have a little bit of that for yourself? It is ascension times, people. We'll be talking ETs, multidimensional beings, Parallel universes, we cover it all. It's all in the bag. Why am I doing this? Um, I don't know. Sometimes it's the red pill. Sometimes it's the blue pill. Sometimes you just slip and fall down the rabbit hole and you get a timeshare there. So here's my interview with Matthew Aaron Mornian. He is a super interesting guy, very talented. He removes, wait for it, energetic beings from your body. He also talks about his theories on AI and the dangers of it. Thank you so much for joining us at the Cosmic Goodie Bag. I hope you enjoy the interview. Matthew Aaron Mornian is an intuitive empath, shamanic healer, and energy clearing practitioner. He does tarot, energy reading, as well as etheric entity attachment removal, aka unwanted friends, and ET contactee abduction counseling. Matthew practices at the Liberate Emporium here in Los Angeles and can be reached through his Facebook at Remember Your Mission. Welcome, Matthew, to the Cosmic Goodie Bag. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for thank you for joining us. I'm super excited. We don't play in small cards here at the Cosmic Goodie Bag, and you are a heavy hitter, so <laughs> I am ready to unpack your bag of tricks. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about where you're from, where you grew up. Uh, yeah, I'm originally, I guess I'm from uh, Southern California down here in the San Diego, uh, Los Angeles area. Um, I lived in San Diego probably for most of my life. But um, um, in terms of the work that I'm doing now, um, I believe that I, I come from a line of uh, Zuni, uh, Native American uh, medicine men and women, um, healers and whatnot. And I think, um, at least in my case, I started getting activated into that uh, stage of of this life. And I would say around 2012 uh, for me was when that whole process started. But so when you say activated, um, what do you mean by activated? Right. Well, in my case, what I came to understand was that a lot of us will make agreements, plans, a decision, certain things that we're going to be doing in the course of the physical lifetime. And in my case, I had made a series of agreements um, that I was going to be activated into a specific thing, a specific line of work, a mission, so to speak, that I think a lot of us, we quite literally set these things up uh, before we're born. And so I started sort of being activated. It was like forced upon me. I had sort of like a forced awakening in which the world was kind of just like cracked open in front of me. And I had to kind of like look at, uh, the greater purpose of my existence. And that's when certain things started getting shown to me. And it was actually quite a, bewildering process <laughs> for yeah. those of us that have also been through it they'll know they'll be like yeah, yeah well can you take us back so what is sort of one of the first memories that you have of, of something oh like, right i'm not um, quite like jack and jill down the hill like what? um yeah no i can go even really really early on i think that i was probably about seven or eight years old and i was standing in the kitchen with my mom and i had this idea that if i put my foot in this one area my foot would bleed and I put my foot there anyway, and in the time that it took for me to move there, she dropped a glass, and a piece of glass went right underneath, right into my foot. And that was one of the first times in my life where I was like, whoa, I didn't understand what that was. I didn't understand what whoa. that meant. And it actually really scared me, and I never told anyone about it. 
And I felt on some level, at, you know, in the child mind, I thought that I made it happen. And so I felt very afraid of that sort of vision or whatever it was that I had seen. And, you know, like other things like that had happened when I was much younger, I would kind of get these weird, it was like a message and it would tell me to like run home and I would run home and there would be some wild thing happening. And so for me, weird things started happening really early on, but I would say around 2012, it was as if um, just the version of Matthew that had been previously kind of operating in the world needed to go. And and it's interesting that it came at a time in which there was a supposed, you know, the whole Mayan calendar, you know, thing. But it really did correspond with a mass kind of activation thing. And I think that's where I sort of started entering the next phase. So, so when you say shed, like what exactly happened? Well, uh, to be very, very specific, I was working in a mental health field at the time. Um, in 2012, I was working as a counselor at a veterans treatment center. And, I, you know, it was pretty good. It was an interesting process. And I was at an outdoor festival. And it was just this outdoor, like, homeless veterans festival that they do down there. Just try to get people into treatment and get them resources and whatnot. And I was walking past this tent. And this woman said to me, would you like to get an energy blessing? And I was just, I didn't want to go back to work. I didn't want to go back to work. And I was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. And she put her hands on my head. She did this thing, uh, a diksha, which I ended up, which I actually use all the time in my own practice now. Wow. Um, and what she did is she opened up the crown, uh, of the crown chakra in my case. And um, uh, within a month or so of that, uh, just everything in my life started changing. It was as if this sort of series of events just kind of one after the other started rolling in and my understanding is that's one of the phenomena that occur when you'll have certain energy centers in the body that will open up, especially the crown chakra can kind of open us up to a whole other layer of information or just a whole other layer of experience. And in my case, um, that was exactly what happened. So I had a bit of a, like an awakening event. Someone kind of opened this thing up for me and it just kind of entered, you know, the next phase of my life. So a lot of people are talking right now about fourth and fifth density or dimension. Yeah. What is your knowledge of that? And you work with golden frequency. Can you sort of talk on that? Yeah. So the density shift, that, and by my understanding and my personal experience, that's a process that we are all experiencing on some level, meaning that we're moving from the third, from the fourth to the fifth. And by my understanding right now, it seems as though we're in this fourth density transitional phase in which uh, it seems like the majority of people on the surface of the planet are experiencing this in one in one form or another but along with that i think we have a series of what i would call like frequency holders or carriers or individuals that are kind of going through this process at a little bit accelerated or kind of faster rate and for the express purpose of transmitting these frequencies of the next density or the next stage of our physical evolution as as like a collective race we're literally evolving on a both physical mental spiritual consciousness level and this evolution is occurring in like conjunction with astrological alignment to discharge from the sun a change in electromagnetic output from the earth itself and so what we have is kind of like a perfect storm of all of these energetic uh, conditions that are currently affecting mankind on the planet. And it's a cycle that we have uh, been through countless, countless times. And so 
Um, my theory right now is that the majority of people that are aware of this phenomenon are those that chose to come here and incarnate during this time for the express purpose of helping mankind move into this next phase. And where we're going at the moment appears to be moving into the fifth uh, density stage of existence. And with that, it's not as though we will just skip through fourth uh, density, but it's sort of like a transitional phase that we're entering now. And when I say transitional, we're talking about like probably thousands of years and I'm not like super up on like the whole like ascension maths and that whole thing but it's it's a process that we're going through and it's also an individual process that's going to be different for each and every person uh, depending on where our souls like path is in this life so i don't know if i explained that aspect of it very well but um, yeah. yeah yeah well i mean i just have to touch on real quickly because there are a lot of people going crazy with what's happening in politics like how do you explain because there are two paths. There are people that say this is a very exciting time, and then there are people that say this is things are crumbling and scary. And so, where do you fall in the those two? Um, strangely enough, I believe this is actually the greatest time that I could have ever chosen to be alive. Um, and yes, that comes with this amazing duality of like the extreme evil and the extreme you know good that exists in the world. Um, and I think for a lot of us, what we're seeing is we're seeing the separation of those frequencies. And some people, if you want to get even more uh, woo-woo, we're talking about like the new earth and the older shift. And I think on a lot of levels, that's the thing that we're actually seeing in that at this stage, based on the way we're all being affected by the current energies and the environment and each individual soul's path, it does seem as if there is somewhat of a splitting in which there's kind of like a lower vibrational kind of realm and there's a higher vibrational realm. And the way it seems to be right now is that people are kind of gravitating one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And the way we're being affected by the environment is going to vibrate against whichever kind of inherent polarity each of us has and if you're kind of and if you're a being that was here for like growth and you know like to evolve you're going to kind of gravitate right now possibly more toward that and if you're here for the more service to self path and for other lessons you're going to go that other way and i know we're all seeing the ways in which everyone's so like polarized along with that is this thing we call the age of the unveiling of hidden knowledge so along with that extreme you know like black and white that we're seeing right now is also the uncovering of ages and ages of very interesting and dark things that have been happening in the world and that's also creating this crazy contrast and so, so yeah so let's get into it so one of the things that you do is you remove you assist star seeds removing resonance is that what you called it resonance um, from the body yeah that's that, that's like one of the things that i do I, I i would say to kind of to sum it up you know the most simplest way possible is um i use a specific kind of frequency of light or energy that the body emits that's inherent to us all to kind of clear like blockages within the body uh sometimes implants sometimes entities or spirit attachments but mainly our own emotional residue our own emotional blockages and the elements of ourselves and experience that kind of reside within our energy centers and our body that hold us back from kind of knowing and realizing and being the truest version of the self and in a lot of cases uh, for us that tends to happen with people that identify as star seeds or say like a wanderer and they will tend to be individuals that might not necessarily be from here. People that identify with kind of being that non-human entity that kind of walked into a human body for this incarnation. And what I've noticed is that those, those individuals, we, uh, we tend to have a certain series of uh, things that will occur in our lifetime. And I seem to be very good at like removing the, like the resonance of those 
like blockages having to do with like addictions, abuse, uh, all sorts of abuse, uh, spirit attachment, things like that. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to help help everybody like stay clear and like get on their path. So when's the first time you removed an implant from someone and how did you know how to Ooh. do that? Um, I was actually shown this process and strangely enough, I believe it was also kind of downloaded into me through past life interaction in this process on both the good side and the, and also on the negative side. But I was sort of initiated into this line of work by a guy named Eric Rains. And this is a man I met in 2015. Um, and he was doing this sort of work as well, and, um, like removing implants and blockages. And I met him at a conference and we had an instant kind of knowing, you know how you'll meet people from mm -hmm. other lives and you're like, oh, hey, I just know you. And so we just sort of clicked. And he showed me in this case that I had what a thing that a lot of people have. And what that is, is sort of like a valve or like a locking. It's like a device that gets placed around our heart chakra and kind of our throat chakra. And in my case, it was just sort of like this emotional valve that had been like blocking off all of this mm. energy movement and kind of like emotion. And in a lot of cases, those things get placed in and during early life trauma, like in the body early on in our life. And I had one of those things in me and I didn't even know it was there until this piece of energy or this literal implant was moved out of my body. And for the first time I was able to experience like true, the, the true emotional and energetic kind of essence of what I was free and kind of, you know, not influenced just the completely open version of Matthew. And that affected me to such a point that probably for about 24 hours, I literally walked around the campsite at Mount Shasta and just cried. It was as if this emotional energy in my body needed to exit and this valve had been popped open and all this stuff was flowing out. And I didn't know what I was crying about. There was no emotion attached to it. It was as if there was a geyser inside of me that was just... And so... This guy yeah. removed it for me for you? Yeah, yeah, he did. He showed me that there was a blockage there. And what happened was I started working with Eric kind of on like a sporadic basis over the next year. And I went to some workshops and he kind of inducted me into this, like the golden frequency thing, which basically just involved, well, by my opinion, uh, it's one of the oldest healing modalities that has ever existed. And it seems to have come back right now for the express purpose of kind of clearing those deep soul wounds and really anything that exists like within the body itself. But in my case, that was the form that this healing energy took was... Was it a was it a physical thing or was it? Um, in my case, this is yeah. This is this is an etheric implant or an etheric blockage. In some cases, it'll even be like a parasitic entity, a sentient entity, or sometimes a higher, uh, like like an actual being. Um, and, and in this case, uh, for me, it was what I would kind of define as like a blockage or like a valve that would get placed in the energy body. And, what we're talking about is just outside the spectrum of like visible light, meaning that it exists and it's there, but it's just outside our current third, uh, our current 3D body's ability to like discern or feel that frequency. And so when you kind of open up your body's ability to move chi and to kind of use that like vital essence, it will open up the next phase of being able to move and feel and use energy. And so in this case, yeah, we're talking about like a, an actual, uh, an etheric a device that gets placed in the energy body itself and those a lot of people walk around with these they hold us back from all sorts of interesting uh, interesting things in our lives so, so yeah. this is interesting to me because i've always looked at superhero movies as silly because everybody puts their superpowers into the movies and they watch the movies and they worship these characters when we actually have 
powers within ourselves, which is oh, one yeah. of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast is to kind of connect people to that. Um, so how do people know if they, what are some of the signs that, that you can tell them that they have blocks like this? Um, it seems like one of the ways in which we can identify these blockages in ourselves is in uh, behavior patterns, ongoing emotional states, or sometimes physical states that stop us from kind of growing, improving, or otherwise like realizing our true, like our potential. Um, one of the common, really common blockages that I'm seeing right now has, it has to do with like emotional or narcissistic abuse in the way like people get kind of caught up in these sort of patterns of like a behavior or like a relationship or being like victimized by certain like types of people. And that's like a resonance that seems to sit within the actual like body itself. And we can quite literally using our own like vital essence, our own chi, move that out of the cells. So wow. Hopefully that answers that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a little bit above my head in terms of the complexity of it, but I know for me, I came to see you because I had this pain in my side and there was no explanation of where it came from. And I had, you know, x-rays done and, and all, and no one could tell where it was and it just kept popping up. And so you helped re remove that. And I was telling you that, you know, that night I felt really sleepy and then the next day it was gone and you were explaining that you can have injuries that come over from other lifetimes. What do you call yeah, that? Past life or uh, parallel life stuff that seems to be a phenomenon that's happening for a lot of people right now. And so what has been shown to me and other people is that we can have an experience, an alternate version of us in an alternate timeline will be having a trauma or a past life trauma that will have occurred in the previous version of you. And because of where we are in like the, the, like the thinness of that, like spiritual veil right now um, you can clear those energies and those traumas from your physical body even if it's not native to you right now so that's a that's kind of like a confusing like concept for a lot of people we exist on so many different levels and right now they're so like compressed and there's so little separation that we can affect all of them at the same time so let yeah. me just let um, me just get it clear for everybody so you yeah. believe in parallel existences like oh yes it's a it's a fact living. Okay. Oh, yes. And so how do you, like, are you in touch with you on another Well, that's plane? an interesting, that's an interesting can of worms. And I'll do, go ahead and jump <laughs> off uh, uh, the cliff on that one. So in, in 2000, I believe this was 2014, I became aware just kind of through my own work that I was doing of me existing on a higher level on an alternate sort of timeline, a more advanced version of myself. And I started this process of consciously integrating with a future version of Matthew. How? Um, by through a series of uh, energy work, like meditation and consciously embodying the vibration of the thing that I was trying to become by wow. allowing that sort of to encompass and sort of become me on every level, whether that was physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, all of those things. And, um, you know, I, it might just be something that came more easily for me. I did have a lot of help from other individuals that I know were doing like timeline work and were kind of like integrating and kind of other people that had had like walk-in experience where another sort of consciousness like walks into the body. Um, so I had kind of help in that. Um, and by my count, it seems to have been something that has worked because as a result of this sort of conscious like integration, I went through this wild physical and like life path shift. 
Really? That occurred. Oh, yes, absolutely. Over the next year and a half, uh, my body changed. I lost all of this weight. I went into a whole different line of work. I literally quit my job. Uh, I moved away. I left my house. I left my marriage. I literally, boom. Um, I got just inducted into the next phase. And uh, for me, it was it was a timed event that I think was supposed to occur in this life. And it was also something that I consciously kind of initiated because I think I had even mentioned a few minutes earlier, I was just like this older version of myself that needed to go. And as I had gone through that awakening like process, I realized that there was no limit to what we can be, have, or do in this world, in this life, in this body. And I think being like an inherently obsessive person, I kind of like took that and I was like, I'm going to go with it and I'm going to do this and I'm going to put it as far as I can. And, you know, on some level it seems to have worked because I'm in a completely different stage than I was back in like 2013 or 14. So So do you, because people talk about their higher selves and their soul. So are you talking about your higher self slash soul? Are you talking about actual different version of Matthew on a different planet? So, well, I wouldn't say on a different planet. I would say a future version of you that exists. Just like there's a future version of Carla right now that exists on a kind of an advanced timeline that's aware of you, that's aware of this version of you that's existing right now in this moment. And it's hard for us to like conceptualize because we're so stuck in like the 3D realm of time that's very difficult for us to understand that there's another version of Matthew right now that's capable of going, oh yeah, let's see what the 3D Matthew's doing back there in 2018. <laughs> oh, there they are. It's difficult for us to kind of like jump into that imagery because of how we're so like conditioned in this realm. Right. Um, but, but, but yeah, there are literal uh, more advanced versions. Um, in, so to kind of jump back to that question, yeah, in my case, it was a future version of me that I consciously integrated with. Um, but yeah, that's a thing that, you know, most of us can do. And for a lot of us, it's, it, it's not that extreme, but it's really just kind of like embodying a different version of yourself and allowing that to kind of sink in on all levels. And we're all like capable of doing it. So. so how though, like you're meditating. Oh, how? Um, yeah. So what I began to do, I would say around that time was I've had like a multi-layered process of kind of like manifesting something and it was shown uh, to me at the time, just intuitively. And I would write these contracts like to myself, I would literally write hmm. a contract to my higher self and it would go something like I, uh, Matthew Aaron Morning as a being, currently incarnating on planet earth do now authorize and initiate this course of events to occur in the physical body and then i would write a list out of those things from past tense like point of view as if they had already happened giving thanks for the events that had occurred on another timeline in which i was existing with the sole intent of kind of embodying the vibration of those things within myself as if they had already happened and kind of just stepping into that you know how did you come up with your list though? Are you thinking of just things that you want to do? Um, I was in this case, I think it was things that were kind of downloaded into me that I had already done on other timelines, which was why it was easy for me to kind of step into that role. But I think for a lot of us, that's actually how it is. And for a lot of us, like uh, the desires or the visions of ourselves or the things that we want to bring into this life, sometimes it's literally because they already exist on that other timeline feeling the resonance of that and we think it's just this organic idea like i want to work in this industry or i want to do this but really it could be because that's what we are already doing and the soul kind of like you know wants that sort of back in this realm as well so yeah i feel like a lot of people and myself included in sort of going into this line of work you have the ego that says that's crazy Mm -hmm. what are you doing (laughs) like did you ever have that 
And how did you Oh, do yeah, that? absolutely. Yeah, when I went through the really, like, crazy awakening phase, I, I had to come to a decision to tell my wife at the time to be like, okay, this is what's happening. Because I would literally <laughs> walk down the street, and I would see this bird. And uh, seriously, dude, and this bird was like, go down and see the man that, like, balances rocks at the end of the wall. He can help Whoa. you. And I sat there, and this bird would tell me this. And I'd be like, Matthew, you're insane. <laughs> the bird's not telling you this. It's really not. And yet I went down to the end of the wall at this place in San Diego, and there was a guy balancing rocks and I really did hire him to do energy work on me so I had to bridge I had to jump through this crazy barrier like for me it came on so fast and so strong and so heavy that um, I you know I almost did seek like mental help you know and it, it was but for me I think it was just kind of a timed event that I had agreed to go through a very rapid trance uh, like a very rapid series of change for the express purpose of helping the other people that were going to be going through those like later on to understand what that process was so I think for other people it's often less uh, severe. <laughs> so yeah. two questions how, yeah. how did your wife respond I just have to ask right and, okay, and then yeah. and then secondly I want to go into because you have you told me that part of your mission now is to help other people awaken so I want I want to hear about that yeah so she at the time I think she just kind of absorbed it and just was like oh okay uh, <laughs> you know um, and oh, you know she was actually yeah she 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 kind of just handled it it didn't cause a whole lot of problems but I think the eventual sort of version of me that came out was the version of me that and that literally led to the end of that uh, particular uh, marriage so um, it, it like was it changed so quickly oh yes you're oh, like hi i'm yes. matthew a now i'm matthew b yeah and that and that causes and that's a that's a thing that happens for a lot of people that will go through those stages in which we'll become alienated from that previous version of ourselves um our relationships will fall away they will change jobs i mean it's mm -hmm. for some people it, it can be very yeah it's an alienating process so how do you do, how are you helping people what because you've right this um, your mission yeah um what i find is there's like specific things that attach in our energy centers that hold us back from this state of flow both energetic and physical and emotional within the body that allows people to kind of like remember who and what they are here for and so mm. Um, I think within the energy work spectrum, I try to like remove and open up all those blockages um, on the spiritual or like in the physical world. I just kind of, I go through this process openly and try to talk about how, or, you know, just try to be brave and open about the fact that it's been a very strange, bewildering process for me because what I've discovered in being so open about that is there's so many other people that have been going through this as well and they're like oh my god i thought i was crazy and i'm like no well yeah you are crazy but we're all crazy <laughs> you know this is why we came here and so you know just kind of like normalizing the process of going through this crazy shift that we're all going through just kind of you know by like talking about it and being real and it comes with a lot of risks man you know it's 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 yeah well, you had mentioned earlier, and, and thank you for opening up, because I definitely am starting to gravitate towards people like you who are just so brave in this time, because we do see crazy stuff out there. And you had mentioned something about Project White Coat and multi-generational ET contact. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Can you tell me about that? That's definitely a thing. So now my knowledge, I, I think like Project White Coat, I would use more of just kind of like a label for like a greater thing that was happening because I don't have too much specific information on it. But 
as an example, I think Project White Coat was a CIA operation that I think was done probably in the 50s or 60s in which they sort of inoculated certain members of families uh, within like the military industrial complex with what I think were just like various other forms of like DNA or substances or whatnot. But basically what it points to is a multi-generational genetic alteration of certain subsections of the United States population. And what it looks like by my view is that certain groups of individuals were kind of given uh, what appear to be extraterrestrial DNA. And it seems as though the signs of what that ended up becoming skips like uh, a generations, but it started showing up later on in other individuals. And I think that's where the phenomenon of ET contact comes in for people on a generational level, because individuals that have this sort of DNA resonance or sort of caught that gene during that age, when they were doing these experiments seemed to be kind of like pre-made or set up to have certain interesting ET experiences in this life. And I'm pretty sure that I was one of those individuals. Um, so how do you, how did the DNA get in there? Um, I don't know exactly because I don't have the specific information on how this whole program was. I use mm -hmm. like the name white coat as just kind of like a label while it was an operation. I don't know that I was directly involved and my family was directly involved in that. But what I've come to understand with there is, is that there is some level of, uh, physical inoculation of a non-human DNA thing that was entered into my family line at a certain point. And, you know, there could have been other ways that that happened, but basically what it points to is just kind of like, you know, some other genetic tampering. And that's the thing that a lot of us actually have as a population on uh, this guy, uh, like Corey Good talks about how there's 22 different, uh, like genetic programs, like currently operating on the, you know, on a mass scale in our world. And I actually do believe that is true. So. What does that mean, 22 programs? Meaning that I think the vast majority of the people that exist on this planet are uh, genetically altered beings that were created and kind of worked with and changed over the ages by a whole host of ET beings that have been coming to our planet for ages and ages. And so on a certain level, yes, that might slaughter some sacred cows of where we came from and how our species was made and like created, but it does appear as if we were quite literally kind of genetically altered and these like created beings. And so right now my understanding is that the majority of the people in our population are kind of within one of these 22 different like genetic programs. And I don't know really what they all are. I'm kind of, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not too educated on the specifics of that. And I don't even know if we can trust the specific education that's out about that. But basically the vast a majority of us are quite literally genetically altered human beings that were created by extraterrestrials. So, so it's, it's, well, no, it's interesting because yeah. we grow up with the story of Columbus and, oh, yeah. and like yeah. we think uh, all we can think of is that we came from Spain, you know, we came from other places on earth and, and then it's hard for people to like sort of broaden their mindset and think, oh, wait, we may have migrated from Mars or Venus. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the, yeah, there's, by my understanding, actually, there's people here from several different timelines in which all of those outcomes are equally viable. And that's also mm. the nature of our existence on the Earth plane is that that can be equally true and untrue for each of us, which is a wild, that's a whole other, like, can of worms. But Right. Um, and then yeah. jumping timelines and then time travel, it's just... Yeah. I know, right? Brain I know. around it. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's crazy. So you had mentioned that you, we talked about movies and TV and a lot of stuff that's coming out, like about my lab, is 
coming out through shows like Stranger Things. I don't know if you saw Stranger Things. I have, yeah. I saw the first season, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you think about that? Why is it being oh. shown to us? Well, that's part of the age of the unveiling of hidden knowledge, as I call it. But also that soft disclosure in that, you know, we're told truth as fiction and we've been being told truth as fiction for so long. That's part of our conditioning process that kind of uh, the powers that be or the powers that were the beings and the people that literally own our world and our country as a corporation. You know what I mean? Those, whoever they are, um, they they will quite literally telegraph and announce and kind of transmit everything that's happening and everything that they're doing because that's kind of like the agreements of like the way our our world was set up so we've been being told what's been happening all along but we'll just take it as fiction mm -hmm. movies but um yeah like uh for example i think a lot of us are aware by now that stranger things was loosely based off of a thing called the montauk project that existed in the 1980s which was a literal thing that happened in which they did actual experiments into bridging uh, dimensions and time and whatnot mm -hmm. and children were used quite heavily in that program as well and it was very yeah it's a very interesting multi-layered dark thing that happened and so what do you think about we have the truth coming through fiction, but then we also have like biopics on the creator of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg or Stephen Hawking. We talked about that. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. What do I think about that old thing? Um, I, you know, I think they're going through their soul's journey, you know? Uh, well, sure just that the, the fact that like we're, it's interesting to me that we're shown like, here's a movie that is tr supposed to be truth when it actually isn't truth. And then here's a movie that's supposed to be fiction, which actually is truth. Like mm. just that, you know, how we saw there was a biopic on Stephen Hawking lately. There was a biopic on um, Mark Zuckerberg. And, you know, I was researching that Mark Zuckerberg, what he came up with actually had started in a program in the, I mm -hmm. think yeah, it was yeah. CIA, and then they just put his face on it. Yeah, it seemed like it was like given to him. I, I think what it points to, Overall is just more confirmation that as a species, we're just continually lied to over and over again. And everything is pre-scripted, pre-arranged, pre-ordained, nothing, you know what I mean? It's all essentially just a game. And if you want to get even weirder, it just goes even farther and farther back into the idea that this entire realm is quite literally just this like, it's like a matrix that we're existing in that's just being set up like for our mm -hmm. like consumption and our view. And I think that that's actually true. So <laughs> um, I, I don't put too much stock into those things um, to be quite honest. Yeah. Give us your opinion on AI and how different things can. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a literal thing. And by my understanding, and this is information that was kind of given to me through uh, like Corey Good, which who, who I believe is a, a like a legitimate uh, individual that's gone through a uh, absolutely real process of understanding and experiencing a lot of these things. And what I've come to understand through his information and others is that the AI signal is a sentient kind of, uh, it's a sentient existing non-organic, uh, consciousness that is older than at least my understanding our current uh, like galaxy it's something that's older in existence than anything we can like conceptualize at this time and by my understanding what it does is it kind of will travel into a realm or into uh, onto a planet or into a star system in which uh, civilizations are right at these key points of like a like development and like a technological breakthrough and it'll kind of spread its consciousness through the use of like technology and whatnot and create this sort of hive mind like control matrix in which the vital essence of the beings are kind of siphoned off and kind of used for this greater sort of uh, 
you know, it's basically a hive mind sort of thing. And the most extreme kind of visual aspect we would see would be like the Borg in Star Trek. And so the AI is a, it's a literal thing that exists is very hazardous to human health. And it kind of takes us away from this organic ascension and brings us into this idea of like a technological ascension in mm. which man is meant to merge with uh, like technology and uh, machines, which is a, it's a viable timeline for us as beings. That's one of the many viable options that we have to go. And it seems like that could be one of the ways that we're going. Um, I don't follow that though. So what are some of the things that we can do so that we're not, I mean, what is your opinion of having like an Alexa in your house? I mean, oh, I would say Alexa is really, all it is is really just a listening uh, device for agencies and people to kind of monitor and see what you're doing and to like record and sort of also send out frequencies as well and to kind of um it's yeah it's really just the next stage of like control and monitoring that's being offered to us and being willingly adopted by the populace as a means of like convenience uh, so i personally would never have one in my home but um if you enjoy having the nsa and the cia and all these uh groups of individuals and the whole series of hackers with the proper technology listening to everything you're doing go for it you know? <laughs> I, mean, I don't really have that much to hide, so I'm like, if they want to listen to me, go ahead. So frequency-wise, um, people, it's important not to, like, those actual frequencies hurt human bodies. Can you talk about um, I Well, they can. I mean, and this is something where I, I don't have too much knowledge on this, so I might be, like, speaking way out of class. But um, at least right now, one of the, it appears to me that one of the really good examples of this right now is the integration of the 5G technology. And by my understanding, 5G operates within a spectrum that can actually be uh, um, like weaponized, meaning that within the range of the 5G kind of data transmission, there exists the capability for them to make these slight tweaks in that wavelength and actually weaponize the frequency, creating really interesting and unfortunate effects on the human body, such as changes in emotional states, changes in physical states, actual illnesses, pain can be induced in the body through these frequencies. And right now, the majority of our cities, especially Los Angeles, appears to be perfectly set up for this transmission of frequencies through those things we see next to the freeways called Glen Towers and those fake trees with yeah. those. And so, yeah, we're already pre-set up for those, you know, frequencies to be kind of like beamed at everyone. And they're, they're probably already in use. I think some people are more affected by them than others, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a literal thing that, uh, that happens. How can people find you and, you know, if, if they're, what are some things that they're experiencing that they might say, oh, I might need right. this type of work? Um, yeah, people that feel stuck, that feel caught in a cycle, people, if you have this sort of running loop of thoughts and processes and emotions and things that are constantly circulating in your mind and in your heart, and you know that there's something better and you know there's another version of you and you just can't break through whatever that is. Um, I seem to be good at like removing the resonance or the cellular kind of residue of those things that hold us back from bursting into the next stage. And lately I keep using it as kind of the way snakes or certain animals will need to go through shedding their old skin. Um, I think because I went through that process uh, so quickly and rapidly, it has equipped me with the skills to help other people go through that. And so people will come to me just 
you know, needing to break through a certain thing. They will have heaviness. They will have like a depression. They will have this weight that hangs upon them. They don't know what it is. And sometimes it will be something as severe as, you know, I'm hearing these voices or these beings are attacking me. You know, it goes, uh, there's a whole, there's a very wide range of stuff that I work with, but basically the whole, the whole idea is just kind of like removing the blockages and the elements from outside of us that stop us from knowing who and what we truly are. We're going to end soon, but I just want to know right, what, right. what are some things that people can do for their emotional health, for their physical health, besides come see you if they're right, having right. blockages, like just on a day-to-day basis. I would say breathe as <laughs> simple as this sounds like the most amazing ability that we have to clear, to move, to change our emotions states we're constantly being hit by emotions frequencies energies and things that are not our own so i just invite people to kind of stay sovereign and just to kind of know who and what you are know what's affecting you just stay in the moment and know that like we are quite literally creating our like our world and other reality alongside each other at every moment so we have a choice breathing and then clearing yourself on a day-to-day basis like meditation I think is, is, is incredibly important. It changed my life, but I think there's also a lot, you know, people might not know how to do that or how to go about a process of like spiritually and like mentally centering themselves. And I think for a lot of people, that's why I say just breathe. Like we start with just taking a few moments and breathing and allowing to Mm -hmm. yourself to really sit in your emotion and your state and just feel yourself as you are. And I think that's a starting point, at least like for me. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. This is yeah, been so enlightening and interesting, and I can't wait to share this. Yeah, thank and, you so much. Yeah, and so people can reach you through, um, hold on, I have it written down, but go ahead and say Facebook. Facebook slash remember your mission. Uh, that's me. I'm also Matthew Aaron uh, Mornian on Facebook. Um, I do not have a website, so yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. s- I'm still in the Stone Age on that one. But yeah, there and uh, Liberate Emporium. Uh, as well. Awesome. Well, thank you, Matthew. I really enjoyed talking to you. I'm going to see you you soon. And um, have a wonderful day. Awesome. Uh, Thank you again. Take care. Okay. Bye.